The first is that to retain uh, neural force production qualities, uh, so basically your nervous system's ability to to generate high outputs. And if you don't have a bunch of access to a bunch of weights to do that, the way you're going to have to do it is with really high velocity, high force movements. Welcome to the Barband Podcast, where we talk to the smartest athletes, coaches, and minds from around the world of strength. I'm your host, David Thomas Tao, and this podcast is presented by Barband.com. Today on a special at-home training and fitness episode of the Barband Podcast, I'm talking to Chad Wesley-Smith. Chad is the founder of Juggernaut Training Systems. He's a record-setting powerlifter, an accomplished Brazilian jiu-jitsu athlete, you name it. He works with some of the world's top weightlifters, powerlifters, strongman athletes. Chad is a force in the world of strength sports. Today, we talk about strategies he recommends for staying fit and strong at home during a period of time when you might not have access to your normal equipment or the gym. I do want to take a second to say we're incredibly thankful that you listen to this podcast. So if you haven't already, be sure to leave a rating and review of the Barband podcast in your app of choice. Now let's get to it. A man who needs little introduction in the strength sports community, but I'll introduce him anyway. Chad Wesley Smith, thanks so much for joining us. Uh, I have to say uh, you're recovering from uh, a bit of a Fairly minor surgery, I would say, during this time. So you're probably not doing a lot of training right now. Is that right? Uh, yeah. I mean, you know, looking looking back on things, I guess it was a convenient time. I had a surgery to repair a ruptured tendon in my thumb on Monday, uh, which actually happened like four or five weeks ago in a in a jujitsu match. But uh, yeah, you know, with with everything closing and jujitsu school closed and and stuff, and uh, you know, here in California, we just got put on the 24 hour, uh, lockdown or shelter, shelter in place. I think that the term is last night. So I guess it's a good time to be rehabbing an injury. And when, when lifters hear shelter in place, what they really hear is no gym. Don't go to the gym. Yeah. What, what kind of response have you seen from the mm -hmm. athletes you work with and the athletes in the, in the juggernaut training system uh regarding this lockdown and, and maybe you know them not being able to access their normal equipment or their, nor their normal gym space yeah so it's a, a bit of a mixed bag i mean we have a lot of people who have pretty robust home gym setups uh, myself myself included so um if my hand was healthy i'd be relatively unaffected in in that sense uh but you know we have other lifters who are trying to make do uh, a lot of our weightlifters come from like a CrossFit background. So that's a, kind of helpful and that they can, you know, maybe do more body weight stuff and, and handstand pushups and, you know, just use this time to kind of work on, on their GPP. Um, I have two athletes I, I work with privately who are, you know, pursuing uh, 20, well, hopefully the 2020 Olympics for track and field. One is the number one U S hammer thrower, one is a 2016 Olympian for Greece in the shot put, and both of them are kind of scrambling right now to find places to throw, to you know find places to train and, and keep that going. But and and all the while worried about you know just the, the greater global health situation as well as how that's going to affect you know 
the, the Olympics happening in a couple months here and, and the last years or lifetime of work they put in, you know, trying to get there. Mm-hmm. What are some of the initial communications that you've had with your athletes? Have you all sent anything out kind of juggernaut wide, any, any kind of like state of the union address? Um, not, not a COVID-19 update necessarily as I've been receiving from so many companies, some of which I, I'm like, I don't understand how this pertains to your guys' business at all. But, <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, we, we've created, you know, some, some at home training videos and ideas to, to help people out and our, our online clients to sort of, you know, bridge the gap at this time. And, uh, you know, I think the, the main thing from a training standpoint, you know, as trivial as that, I guess may seem in the, in the grand scheme of things is it's just a time to, to pivot the, uh, the goal, you know, to, to make the best of a bad situation and try and, you know, try and find some, some positive momentum, even though it might not be in exactly the same direction as, you know, the competitive powerlifters and weightlifters that we deal with, uh, deal with the most. When you say pivot in into a positive direction, what are some of the areas that you think strength athletes can really focus in on during this time? Yeah, so the, there's four main considerations uh, to be made when when training at home or training, you know, in the absence of a of a gym. And you know, when I say a lack lack of equipment, that that varies so widely because you know the the videos we made. I have a video that's called at home training ideas. So it's called Corona mania at home training uh, ideas. On our great, great branding. Great branding. Yeah. Well, yeah, Traps, Traps Johnson. Uh, if you're familiar with him, he may be making a reappearance as I'm, you know, losing my mind here in quarantine. But uh, so four main ideas to to focus on. The first is that to retain uh, neural force production qualities. Uh, so basically, your nervous system's ability to to generate high outputs and if you don't have a bunch of access to a bunch of weights to do that, the way you're going to have to do it is with really high velocity, high force movements like sprinting, jumping, um, you know, different kind of plyometric exercises, plyometric push-up variations. Uh, so that's that's going to keep the nervous system, uh, you know, the the qualities of the nervous system you need to lift heavy intact for you know longer than doing nothing, of course. So uh, particularly exercise like a depth jump where you're dropping off of, off of one box or, you know, ledge or chair or whatever, you know, coffee table, whatever it may be right now, landing and jumping as high as possible. Uh, that, that can, you know, really help retain the, those force production qualities for, for this time, you know, depending on how long it goes. Uh, number two thing to focus on is going to be retaining muscle mass and hypertrophy. And even if you're limited to only body weight training, um, or getting creative, you know, adding, backpacks and duffel bags, you know, Zercher squatting your dog or your child or firemen carrying your wife around the house, whatever it may be. Um, even those limited, you know, limited intensity exercises, limited load, if you're training it for very high volume and to, you know, near failure, zero reps in reserve type of work, that that's going to help retain muscle. Uh, and it may be redundant training. You know, it might be just a lot of push-ups, squats, lunges, inverted rows using your, you know, your kitchen table uh, to do inverted rows or dips from a chair. But doing a lot of volume of that's going to help retain muscle and, and keep you in the best position 
possible when you get back into the gym. And then more to the idea of, of pivoting uh, the goals. You know, while you, you probably can't get stronger during this time, depending on your qualification as a lifter, um, building up a lot of work capacity with high frequency, high volume training, short rest periods, uh, that's all going to you know be a long term benefit when you get back in the gym. You could actually be in you know as good or better shape, you know, better general shape to be able to tolerate a little bit more training. Uh, so you know, utilizing things like EMOMs, timed rest periods drop sets, mechanical drop sets, AMRAPs, cluster, you know, all these different things are, is going to be a useful time. And, and then finally to introduce, you know, new movement patterns, um, you know, more mobility work. If you're in a situation like me and, and this is a, you're dealing with an injury and you've kind of been neglecting taking care of it. Well, this is the perfect time to, to take a step back from, from training hard and make sure that you're coming out of this time as healthy uh, as possible. And, you know, for powerlifters, weightlifters, even crossfitters who deal almost, you know, exclusively in that sagittal movement plane, you know, they're just going up and down, forward and back type of thing. Uh, implementing some side to side, some rotational movement patterns is going to help you stay healthier. Uh, it's going to help probably correct some imbalances that may have arisen in the last, you know, weeks, months, or years of, of more specific training. Um, and it can just kind of be fun for a new, uh, you know, a, a new challenge. So I think if you focus on those four things and then you, you know, force yourself to be creative and how you can load some of these exercises, you know, backpack on your back, backpack on your front, both, they said, you know, Zercher carrying your, your kids around, whatever it may be. Um, you can, you can still create a lot of positive momentum in, in this time, uh, with training. I've heard a few different people say, and I won't name names, but I've heard them say that the really smart athletes are going to come out of this maybe with slightly lower one rep maxes, but they're going to look better. They're going to move better. They're going to feel better. And they're going to have, you know, great six packs and, and bulging biceps and triceps <laughs> before, before they went in. So maybe there is some truth to this. Hey, work on, work on the other things and come out of this stronger and healthier. I'm curious, Chad, if you were, you know, not recovering from a surgery and if you were stuck at home with no equipment, what would be some of your go-to movements or protocols? Say if you were still a competitive power lifter. Uh, yeah, I mean it would be a, a ton of push-ups, weighted push-ups, weighted dips, um, you know, different kind of like like zercher hold, good mornings, lunges, reverse lunges, lateral lunges. Um all of those type of things, plus a ton of this is you know the time to do a lot of like ab work, things that maybe often get left to the end of, of a workout and powerlifting that you know it gets easy to skip a lot of times. But uh, you know, so all kind of different plank variations, you know, front and side plank variations. Copenhagen planks a great exercise to to do. You know, put your leg up on the on the coffee table or whatever to do that adductor focused uh, plank movement. Um, and yeah, just really high, high volume, high frequency. Cause if, if the intensity of the training is low and this, this idea carries over to, uh, you know, any kind of like rehab protocol or return to, you know, return from injury, um, or return to play type of stuff. If, if you can only do low intensity. So for example, when I, I dealt with uh, herniated discs about seven years ago now, 
like coming back from those herniated discs, the first thing I could do was just air squat and, you know, doing 20 air squats in the morning for me, who at the time had squatted 900 pounds, wasn't really going to be significant at all. So I was doing 50 in the morning, 50 at lunch, 50 at night. And once I could increase the intensity to a goblet squat, it became 50 in the morning, 50 in the afternoon. And then once I started squatting with a barbell again, it was six days a week. So when the intensity is really low, like push-ups, even weighted push-ups or dips, maybe with a you know a backpack filled with books or whatever you're, you got to deal with right now, you have to get the stimulus from volume and frequency. So because the, the fatigue being generated by each of these training sessions, and if you, know, you want to go read Scientific Principles of Strength Training or watch our videos on the YouTube, you know, we're dealing with the concept of SRA, Stimulus Recovery Adaptation, very short SRA curves. You have to introduce the stimulus very frequently to, to get maximum effect. So doing you know, twice a day workouts every day here could really be a viable, a viable option because that's, wh- that's where the stimulus has got to come from uh, when the intensity is low. Do you recommend any sort of changes in nutritional uh, protocol or a nutritional plan when folks are maybe doing these lower intensity but more frequent bouts of training? Um, yeah, I mean, well, first off, it's going to, I guess, kind of depend on what your grocery store situation is like. You know, for, for me living in, in Southern California, a uh, very densely populated area, the grocery store is uh, pretty picked over where I've talked to you know, one of my buddies yesterday who lives in Boone, North Carolina, and uh, yeah, they're pretty unaffected by, by things out there. Um, so assuming you have access to all of your normal foods, yeah, you know, with these, these smaller workouts, um, yeah, this, this is outside my field of expertise, so I'd refer you to experts like you know, the fine folks at Renaissance Periodization. But you know, cutting, cutting your carb intake down is probably a, a worthwhile thing in this, in this time. Definitely, you know, at, at any time you got to make sure that protein is, is sufficient to, uh, you know, sustain your, your, your muscle mass that you have. Um, that's probably even more significant when the training stimulus and, and hypertrophic stimulus from training is a little bit less significant. That that certainly makes a lot of sense. What about this? This seems like kind of a silly thing to talk about, but it's something I've noticed personally. I'm drinking a lot less water when I'm at home. What about hydration? What what are kind of? I've heard a lot of different things about overhydration. People aren't hydrating enough. What kind of markers do you look for as an athlete, especially when you're in you know training mode and volume training mode regarding hydration throughout the day? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I definitely find myself drinking a lot more right now, but yeah, probably less, less water, uh, is, is correct. Uh, <laughs> I mean, yeah, so simplest thing I guess is going to be the color of your, of your urine. Um, you know, making sure it's light to clear. Um, but yeah, beyond that, uh, I don't, I don't really have too much commentary on it. Uh, just, just curious. I've, I've heard like you know fourteen. I've asked twelve different people that and heard fourteen different opinions for for the average athlete. So I, I'm just curious. Well, Chad, what do you think the next few months are going to look like for the work you do for Juggernaut and for your athletes? Yeah, you know it's it's a a bit of a nerve wracking time. I mean, it's a time of uncertainty for for everyone. Uh, I am certainly 
glad right now that I sell a digital product rather than operating a, a physical gym space. And I, I feel for everyone who's getting their, their businesses, you know, closed down or suggested to be closed down. And, uh, you know, it's, I'm not a, you know, an infectious disease specialist or an ec- uh, economist or anything like that. So I'm, I'm reticent to make too many predictions of how, of how long this is going to go. Um, I think it's, it's a thing where a lot, a lot of people, a lot of businesses are, are going to suffer, uh, you know, in all kinds of different industries that our, our priorities are going to kind of, you know, be restructured by, by all this. We're going to have to reevaluate what's, what's most important. And, and I, I do think whenever we come out the other side of this, that there'll probably be a bit of a, a surge in health and fitness as people are going to, you know, if they've been cooped up for, you know, two weeks, two months, whatever this ends up being, uh, when they get out on the other side, hopefully there's some dis- disposable income uh, left for people and that, that their, their health and fitness is going to become, you know, even a higher priority at that time because they'll see, you know, how valuable that is and, and they're going to be hungry to, to get back and, and train and do it, do what they love after it being restricted for so long. Well, Juggernaut, you, you mentioned selling a, a digital product, which is a relatively solid position to be in right now when that's really how people are staying connected in person services, gyms are, are going through very much a, a forced downswing. Um, how do you think Juggernaut may adapt further if this goes on for you know months at a time? Are there any different products or services you all may tweak or develop in response? Um. You know, at, at this point, I, I'm trying to, I, I guess, stay positive and thinking that, you know, oh, that totally, totally, yeah, we're going to be out of this in in a couple of weeks. Um, if I start to feel like that's not the case, then yeah, more, I guess, more robust at home training ideas will be something that that we'll be releasing. You know, I've just been kind of encouraging people to, if if you can't. You know, you have more time on your hands or staying at home, whatever, whatever it is to take advantage of our ample, you know, educational resources um, and try and learn more about training. Uh, so, you know, can create a better plan going going forward. So, you know, beyond that, it's uh, yeah, I'm, I'm just a, a little bit of wait and see for, for me right now. But, you know, for our own business, it's kind of we're in a time trying to get as many and, and this was pre Corona as well, you know, trying to set up as many systems and, you know, auto- automated systems and stuff uh, as possible. So we can really hit the ground running when, uh, when everyone starts coming out of this. Makes a lot of sense. Well, Chad, thanks so much for joining me. Where is the best place for people to keep up to date with the work you and juggernaut uh, are doing now and moving forward? Uh, you know, our, our YouTube is, is definitely where the most content's happening. Juggernaut Training Systems YouTube, jtsstrength.com, at Juggernaut Training on Instagram, and uh, myself is at Chad Wesley Smith. Awesome. Chad, thanks so much for joining us. It's always a pleasure. Wishing you and yours the best during a uh, tumultuous time, that's for sure. Thanks, David. Take care. Stay safe out there, man. 